Hello and welcome to yet another episode of The Melange, the audio version of the newsletter on Substack that deals with financial shenanigans, the tech industry, and you know, whatever strikes my fancy sometimes. Today's episode, we'll be looking at the issue of Chinese tech listings on the US market, or rather, the crackdown on this. And so, today's story, US-China listings down, Hong Kong listings up. It's really about how a Chinese tech crackdown may open the gates for a gold rush to Hong Kong. So, first off, let me make it clear. This is a political issue as much as it is a financial issue. Um, so, this news literally just broke today. Any Chinese company with the data of more than a million users is going to have a pass a security review from the Cyberspace Administration of China before listing on a stock exchange abroad. So, abroad, shabroad, blah blah blah, make no mistake about it. This is really aimed at Chinese tech companies being listed on US exchanges, where more than 12.4 billion US dollars has been raised in the first half of 2021 alone. And to add things, on the 2nd of July, Didi Tsuxing, China's ride-hailing giant, it's really the, you know, the biggest one, it's the equivalent of Grab or Gojek here in China, was ordered to stop signing up new users over, quote-unquote, user data security concerns. The CAC has also banned downloads of the app, as well as 25 other TT affiliated apps. Um, a few sources have also disclosed that the company actually forged ahead with its US listing without clearing the CAC's approval. It basically ignored the CAC and challenged its authority. This actually brings me back all the way to October 2018. I was still in the blockchain industry. It was the depths of the cryptocurrency winter. And I actually wrote about the CAC and how the CAC was at the center of a huge crackdown on crypto mining in China. And I'm going to quote for myself here, not to be uh, conceited. But here it goes. To top it all off, the regulator for the blockchain industry is going to be the Cyberspace Administration of China, which includes a department called the Illegal and Unhealthy Information Reporting Center. So this is an oddity because in most countries, the chief regulator for blockchain is the Central Bank or Securities Commission. You know, in Indonesia, Malaysia, New, you know, I mean, America... Because blockchain is fundamentally seen as a disruptive fintech, it's a financial instrument. China, on the other hand, seems to look at blockchain as an internal security threat. So, to really pull the insights from myself back in 2018, that year really marked the ascendancy of the CAC as the main regulator or czar, really, for internet matters. And today's news has really confirmed two things in particular. Firstly, 
that the CEC is the authority to watch when it comes to China's internet or digital industry. And secondly, that the CEC is not really primarily an economic or financial regulator. You still have the monetary authorities for that. But rather, it is primarily a politically a political regulator. So, you know, add to the fact that Zhuang Rongwen, who is the director of the CAC, he was previously a vice minister of the Communist Party's propaganda department. Actually, um, he could be still the vice minister. We have no idea because it's incredibly opaque that way. And his predecessor of the CAC was also a propaganda official. So it really goes to show how the CAC really is looking at it politically and subsequently that this listing of Chinese tech firms is also a very political question. Now, when one door closes, a window sometimes opens. So, of course, while there are real concerns, right? There are real concerns over whether DT and other apps could leak sensitive government or security information to the US. There's a you know there's a big cybersecurity play here. But there's also a larger play at hand. I mean there's a reason why Jack Ma's comments about financing in China has hit such a raw nerve with authorities. China's goal really is nothing less than making China a center for finance somewhere where their best tech companies can list without, you know, losing out. And really, more than a few top Chinese officials have already publicly stated their displeasure at Chinese tech companies flocking to the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ for listings. Um, There's been several op-eds already in the China Daily which have lambasted tech giants as unpatriotic for doing so. And ironically, U.S. hawks are helping the process with politicians from both the Democratic side as well as the Republican side viewing China listings with deep suspicion and some have even called for delistings. And so it's very obvious that the question of where to list is increasingly drawn along geopolitical lines. And so where to from here, right? Where are Chinese tech stocks are going to go if not the US? My hunch is Hong Kong. Let me go about this, right? So in 2014, China created the Stock Connect program, which created a trans-investment corridor between Hong Kong and the mainland, which allowed mainland Chinese investors to invest in assets in Hong Kong and as well as vice versa. Just this year, right, 2021, 60 billion US dollars has already flowed into Hong Kong via this program. Two months ago, the People's Bank of China, alongside other banks and regulators, announced the Wealth Connect scheme, which is a new scheme which would allow up to 23 billion US dollars to be invested in either direction in Hong Kong and the mainland with a limit on individuals up to 155,000 US dollars. So look out for this launch. It's going to be sometime this year, probably, barring any delays. 
and I bet it's going to have profound effects on the Hong Kong market. So we can see the trend, right? That the Hong Kong-China corridor is becoming increasingly liberalized. And the results show, you know, this year, even as the island city suffered a recession, the Hang Seng Index soared to record heights, pushing past 30,000 points in January. So, and even as overseas listings are increasingly scrutinized, in Hong Kong itself, the authorities are actually streamlining and simplifying the IPO process via a new platform this year. And this trend has not gone unnoticed. If you don't believe me, believe the banks. So HSBC and other financiers, you know, Goldman, Morgan Stanley, the usual suspects, have really smelled the buffet coming, right? And they're heading for Hong Kong. So HSBC this year has abandoned its US retail operations and moved key executives. And really, it's the head of personal banking, the head of commercial banking, the head of wealth management. I mean, this is basically the most important key executives of HSBC. They've moved them from London to Hong Kong. And it has plans in Hong Kong to hire an additional 5,000 financial advisors, even as it cuts 35,000 jobs in the EU and the US. Earlier last year, HSBC committed to shift 100 billion US dollars of its capital to Asia. And all this is happening amid a backdrop of Chinese households saving more than ever, becoming richer than ever. From 2000 to 2019, we saw household total assets have a compound annual growth rate of 15.5%. That's phenomenal growth. And so, you know, Chinese households are becoming richer than ever. They have a very high savings rate compared to other markets. And they have an appetite for investments. And I bet that the Hong Kong corridor is going to be extremely lucrative. And so... Again, this is not financial advice, blah, 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 the usual spiel at the end of each segment. I am looking at Hong Kong listings of Chinese tech companies, especially ones that have uh, historically told the party line, which, you know, and are geopolitically important for China. These are stocks like Xiaomi, of course, SMIC, very, very important for China's play at the semiconductor business, as well as BYD, right? BYD, which is very important handphone mobile devices manufacturer. And if you too believe in the kind of pivot to Asia, then it goes to stand that, you know, you should look at HSBC. And the, I mean, the numbers don't lie. Asia in 2020 provided almost all of HSBC's pre-tax profit. In Asia, they profited 12.83 billion US dollars. Whereas in Europe, it was a loss of 4.21 billion. That's huge. So this is really a culmination of two big things. One is that more and more household wealth in China 
is going to get funneled to investments in Hong Kong. And at the same time, the IPOs, the, the super you know, blockbuster tech listings are going to start moving away from the US back to Hong Kong. And so that's it. Um, that's the big takeaway for this episode of The Melange. As always, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye-bye.